Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 312. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on, strong in the strength which God supplies through his eternal Son. Stand then in his great might, with all his strength endued, and take to arm you for the fight, the panoply of God. Hymn 312. <clears throat> If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Charity Heals and the readings will now be given by Craig from New Jersey. The Bible. Matthew, and Jesus, seeing the multitudes, went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Ye have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you 
and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? If ye salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Acts And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. And upon the first day of the week, and when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep, and as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him, and embracing him said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again, and had broken bread, and eaten, and talked a long while, even till the break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive, and were not a little comforted. 1 Corinthians Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass, or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and have and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow my and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, 
Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. The following is from Miscellaneous Writings by Mary Baker Eddy. From the article, Thy Will Be Done. This is the law of truth to error. Thou shalt surely die. This law is a divine energy. Mortals cannot prevent the fulfillment of this law. It covers all sin and its effects. God is all, and by virtue of this nature and allness, he is cognizant only of good. Like the legislative bill that governs millions of mortals whom the legislators know not, the universal law of God has no knowledge of evil and enters unconsciously the human heart and governs it. Charity has the courage of conviction. It may suffer long, but has neither the cowardice nor the foolhardiness to cover iniquity. Charity is love, and love opens the eyes of the blind rebukes error, and casts it out. Charity never flees before error, lest it should suffer from an encounter. Love your enemies, or you will not lose them. And if you love them, you will help to reform them. Christ points the way of salvation. His mode is not cowardly, uncharitable, nor unwise, but it teaches mortals to handle serpents and cast out evil. Our own vision must be clear to open the eyes of others, else the blind will lead the blind and both shall fall. The sickly charity that supplies criminals with bouquets has been dealt with summarily by the good judgment of the people in the old Bay State. In human medical bills, class legislation, and Salem witchcraft are not indigenous to her son. Out of the depths have I delivered thee. Quote, the drowning man just rescued from the merciless wave is unconscious of suffering. Why then do you break his peace? and cause him to suffer in coming to life, because you wish to save him from death. Then, if a criminal is at peace, is he not 
to be pitied and brought back to life? Or are you afraid to do this lest he suffer, trample your, on your pearls of thought, and turn on you and rend you? Cowardice is selfishness. When one protects himself at the neighbor's cost, let him remember, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. He risks nothing who obeys the law of God and shall find the life that cannot be lost. Loyal Christian scientists, be of good cheer. The night is far spent. The day dawns. God's universal kingdom will appear. Love will reign in every heart and his will be done on earth as in heaven. From Science and Health, Key to Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Students are advised by the author to be charitable and kind, not only towards differing forms of religion and medicine, but to those who hold these differing opinions. Let us be faithful in pointing the way through Christ as we understand it, but let us also be careful always to judge righteous judgment, and never to condemn rashly. Whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. End quote. That is, fear not that he will smite thee again for thy forbearance. If ecclesiastical sects or medical schools turn a deaf ear to the teachings of Christian science, then part from these opponents, as did Abraham when he parted from Lot, and say in thy heart, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my her herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Immortals or ch God's children, in divine science, are one harmonious family. But mortals, or the children of men, in material sense, are discordant and oft-time false brethren. The pride of priesthood is the prince of this world. It has nothing in Christ. Meekness and charity have divine authority. From the glossary, love anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Also from the glossary, oil is consecration, charity, gentleness, prayer, heavenly inspiration. And also from the glossary, salvation is life, truth, and love understood and demonstrated as supreme over all. Sin, sickness, and death destroyed. Love for God and man is the true incentive in both healing and teaching. Love inspires, illumines, designates, and leads the way. Right motives give pinions to thought and strength and freedom to speech and action. Love 
is the priestess at the altar of truth. Wait patiently for divine love to move upon the waters of mortal mind and form the perfect concept. Patience must have her perfect work. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 304. The words of this hymn were written by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Hymn number 304.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has a wealth of the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to, including other writings by Mrs. Eddy and also writings by students who lived in her home and were taught daily directly by her. So browse through the website. There is never a charge and you don't need to sign up for anything, it's all free. We also have a website in quite a few different languages so that people all over the world can hear the truths of pure Christian science in their own language. We had another wonderful Bible study last Saturday morning, and you can find recordings of it on our website. Our next Bible study will be a Saturday in May at 10 a.m. So be sure to check the website under the This Week's Lesson tab for the date and for the questions. They'll be posted soon. Our publishing and mailing committees are always at work. The May issue of the full text lessons have been printed and mailed. So if you're a subscriber, They'll be arriving soon. And speaking of subscribers, did you know that subscriptions to our newsletter are free? The April newsletter letter is in the works with some lovely pictures of Germany. So if you'd like to subscribe um, and have your own paper copy of the, of the newsletter, please contact Benjamin, our clerk and he'll put you on the list. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have what we call our round table discussion. This is where we discuss different aspects of the weekly lesson and learn how to better understand and to live Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then right after the round table, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us for both of these, the round table at 10 o'clock and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school isn't limited to those who live in and around Plainfield. Many of the students call in on a teleconference number from out of state. So if you have a child who would like to attend, call the church to get the phone number, and they can attend by phone too. We'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, 
the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Janet, Georgia. Janet from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Two weeks ago, I was assisting my husband in repairing an exercise weight machine. Three weights were stuck at the top of the machine. He decided after giving it much thought that we had to join the weights at the top to the weights at the bottom manually. This meant that we had to hold on to the sides of the weights, moving them slowly. When we were a few inches from the bottom weight, my husband's hand slipped and the weights fell on his thumb. He didn't yell out or get upset, but for a moment I did. I kept asking him if he was okay. He assured me nothing appeared to be broken, but that was already getting blue, and that by tomorrow he felt it would be quite swollen. I said nothing to him, but recalled this statement, which is on page 393 from Science and Health, and it states in part, quote, I have no, fe have no fear that matter can ache, swell, or be inflamed as the result of a law of any kind, unquote. The word law did stand out to me. I held to the fact that this was the law of God. We kept working on the equipment when my husband asked me to get him a tool, and as I started to do so, I walked into a bar that was protruding from another piece of equipment. I heard myself yell out, for the pain was quite intense, but I declared silently that God was present. The pain stopped before it started. I got the tool, and we finished the repair. Later, my husband asked me if I was, he was sure I was okay, and I told him I was and that I had silently prayed that God was right there and that nothing by any means could hurt me. He remarked that he hoped that I had done the same for him a few minutes before, and I told him I did. As the day went on, the pain in his thumb was diminishing, and in the morning, there was no discoloration and no swelling. 
he had complete use of his thumb. Before we started working on the equipment, this statement from Science and Health on page 385 came to my thought. Quote, whatever it is your duty to do, you can do without harm to yourself, unquote. I reasoned that this statement, as well as the other statements I quoted a moment ago, were the law of God, and his law alone has power, and there is no opposite law. I'm so grateful for this proof of the power of prayer. I'm grateful for all that I'm learning as a student of Christian science. I'm grateful for the guidance and love of my practitioner who helps me to recognize that God's law is truly all there is. I'm grateful to God, Christ Jesus, our dear leader, Mrs. Eddy, and to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent for teaching Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science. Thank you for this wonderful meeting this evening. Thank you. Candy from Wisconsin. Go ahead, please. Good evening, everyone. I would like to express my gratitude for our special lesson, lesson writers. The current lesson, Doctrine of Atonement, has never been one I particu particularly liked. But as I started to read it, I reminded myself that the lesson soul was once in that category, and now I love it. Toward the end of the lesson, on page 23, Mary Baker Eddy states, Suffering is an air of sinful sense with truth destroys. And on page 542, she says, Truth unveils air, causes sin to betray itself, and sets upon air the mark of the beast. With those statements, I pondered how much God loves us, how much he protects us, and how much he guides us out of the prison of mortal mind. And wow, what love that is. Doctrine of Atonement is now a subject I will look forward to. Thank you, everyone, for all that is accomplished by this church. And have a blessed evening. Bye-bye. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Craig, for the readings tonight. Uh, I would also like to thank my practitioner for teaching me that progress isn't always about your human needs being met, but more important, it's about your relationship and understanding of God. I'm so grateful for the spiritual progress that I have made so far. Lately, while listening or reading the Bible and learning more about Jesus Christ, I see how he spent his whole life demonstrating and patiently teaching mankind. He saw everyone as perfect spiritual ideas, and he talked about and demonstrated his oneness with God uh, and taught us all that we are God's children. I'm so happy for all that he did. Um, and I love this quote from Spiritual Consultation by Rosalie Moss Stamp. And that it says, quote, if we sometimes wish that Jesus was here to help and heal, we have to ask ourselves, what did he call upon for healing work? The same eternal mind, the same invisible trust, the same great 
liberating love. I'm also grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for uh, Christian Science and Science and Health, which truly is the key to the scriptures. Um, and also, of course, thank you to Plainfield Christian Science Church for working so hard and spreading Christian Science to the world. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Pilar from New York. Go ahead, please. Uh, hello. Good evening. Um, I also want to express my gratitude for this wonderful reading. I'm sure I'm going to be rereading them again in the next few days as well. Um, they provide such great teaching uh, and enlightenment on things that they may occur every day. Um, today, um, uh, we received some bad news. My daughter's uh, cat, who she had uh, rescued, uh, have to, um, you know, graduated, as I uh, somebody put it so beautifully. And I was able to, of course, the, the my grandkids were upset, but this is the first time that my daughter uh, reaches to me and says, can you talk to the boys, you know, about, you know, to, to alleviate this pain that they were, you know, feeling. So I, I was able to share with them about, well, you know, Mika, that's her, the name of the cat, is not dead. She graduated. And they look at me very surprised. And they said, yes, yes, you have to look at that as they they graduated from life. And, and they're gone on as ideas of God. And they were very receptive. It was beautiful to see this is the first time that actually my daughter reaches out to me that I should talk to the boys about God and what happens after, you know, death. And um, I was very uh, pleased that, that the boys uh, understood this and they were able to um, feel much better about it. I am so grateful for this church and the teachings that we receive here, for the books that are available that you cannot find anywhere else. Bignolians, uh, Martha Wilcox, uh, Kimball. I mean, they are, it's a plethora and it's a, uh, just a, a gold mine of writings that we can get so much, um, from, from those old writers that understood Mary Baker Eddy and they even knew her, some of them, and were taught by her. I am very grateful for the service today and be able to attend this service uh, via telephone. And I'm also grateful for the teachings and and all the members of uh, Plainfield Christian Science Independence. Thank you so much. Thank you for this service. Thank you. Sherry from California. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I would like to express my gratitude for Christian science and its correct teaching of who I am and what to do when a situation presents itself that claims otherwise. Several months ago, I tripped and fell on my arm. It appeared not good, broken. The radical response that came to me was, this never happened. Christian science is radical, and that radical statement 
is where I stayed. A Christian science practitioner was also called to support me with this. The practitioner and I did not discuss the happenings or effects of this fall. Only the truth of Christian science. Who I am as God's spiritual, loved child. Perfect, innocent, and complete now. I had once read of a woman who had suffered for many years with migraine headaches. She would continually say it was because she fell out of a tree on her head when a child. When finally asking for help in Christian science, she was told, stop falling out of that tree and reliving the fall and its results. It never happened. You never fell. And with that, the headaches stopped. Well, I stayed with that truth. It never came to me to use a sling or do anything different other than to go down the stairs backwards in order to use the handrail with the other hand. And the healing was complete. In fact, I never felt the healing of a broken arm the way one would think. And I know with much gratitude this was due to the absolute truth in Christian science that I stayed with from the very beginning. That it never happened. I never fell. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Well, I'm so grateful for every experience I've had that has shown me that Christian science is the truth. It not only feels right in my heart, but I've seen it heal so many things, and both in myself and others. This time of year, I was thinking back a few years ago, it was this time, but on a, on a very cold day, I was doing a lot of physical work, more than I usually do. And that evening, uh, I started to feel ill. Um, and after thinking a few thoughts about the weather and how much work I had done, I stopped and I went and to a place where I could just quietly pray. And right away, some thoughts had come to me that had been given to me over the years by a practitioner and a teacher in this church. And one thought that I held to was that I am only under the law of God, God's grace, which is spiritual and it's good and it's perfect. And that there is no law of matter that could oppose this law of God. So I will not accept any so-called law of matter. And I prayed, I asked God to help me see myself as his perfect and spiritual child. And I got, and I felt myself getting closer and closer to the love of God. And after a few minutes, I really felt surrounded by God's love, if you will. And the symptoms 
which had been very onerous, very painful, began to go away. And that night I was able to sleep very soundly and in the morning there was no pain whatsoever. I was completely free. The healing was complete. So I am so grateful for this experience. Uh, one more experience that proves that Christian science is the truth because it does heal. I'm so grateful for everything that I've been learning in this church over the years and for all the help I've received from the practitioners in this church. And it's so good to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Uh, thank you for the beautiful readings and the music tonight. I'm grateful for this past weekend's Bible study and roundtable discussions. Both were so rich with blessings and just filled with so many beautiful and inspiring ideas to work with throughout the week. I also wanted to give special gratitude for a beautiful experience that I had yesterday. After speaking with my practitioner in the morning, the most wonderful sense of peace came over me. I felt so uplifted, and this feeling stayed with me throughout the entire day. I thought about how my practitioner reminds me to stay in the house of the Lord, and I thought this is what it must feel like. I'm thinking about this further. It reminded me in some ways of what Mrs. Eddy said in her article on contagion. She says that if a person believed as sincerely that health is catching when exposed to contact with healthy people, or in this instance, that uplifted thought is catching when exposed to the receptivity of truth, he would catch that state of feeling quite as surely and with good effect. That was it. I had caught the pure uplifted thought, the pure truth that was being spoken to me by my practitioner during our conversation, and how grateful I am for this beautiful experience. And it also made me think to be sure to be alert to the thoughts that come to me, rejecting and letting the wrong thoughts fall away, and to catch the ever-present good thoughts, the truth that are always available and continually coming to all of us from divine mind. I'm so very grateful for this. I'm so grateful to God, to Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, to my practitioner, and to the Plainfield Church, and so grateful to be able to share this with everyone tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I would like to express my gratitude for the prayers and instruction from my Plainfield practitioner. Through her support, I have been learning what true spiritual love is. One of the many challenges she helped me face was with one of my sons. Before coming to Plainfield, we had gone through a lot with him through many years of anxiety that started in first grade. We tried so many solutions with very many sincere people. 
but nothing worked permanently, and actually it grew worse. It, nothing they did resulted in an inner transformation. He also suffered migraine headaches, was very shy and anxious in social settings, especially in school, which was very challenging. When I started working with her, he was beginning high school. Slowly, all these traits start to started to fall away. As I worked regularly with her, learning correct Christian science. I had been raised under the organization and class taught, but it was not until I began to live the practical teachings given here at Plainfield that my life was transformed. I had many lessons to learn and habits to change. Putting God and the things of God first was number one. I found participating in weekly watches, classes, and services kept me on track. My prayer life became stronger and more consistent. This changed how I interacted with my children, others around me, and how I thought about them. My practitioner knew of my son's challenges and prayed with me and gave me many things to work with each week. And all these things can be found on our website in the writings and audios. The issues started to fade away. He became more confident and even able to speak in front of classmates and more comfortable in groups. These symptoms he had suffered for almost 10 years dropped away, and all these changes came about through prayer alone. And uh, his migraine headaches also stopped. In remembering this healing, I realized another effect of this work was that he was no longer bullied or harassed in school, something he had been subject to for quite a few years. I have worked with children in a school setting and have never witnessed the transformations that I saw with my son and actually other children that I worked with in the classrooms that was only wrought through the understandingly practiced Christian, uh, Christian science given to us, Mrs. Eddy, the science of Christ. Also, um, my son, by the time he was in college, was just out uh, speaking in groups and meeting people and working on projects. You wouldn't even recognize him as the same child. And to me, I realized as I was sitting here thinking about this testimony that this was a good example where Mrs. Eddy talked about cutting off the parent thought. That it was very mesmerizing, but a lot of it had to do with my own thought and my own prayers. I'm so grateful to our God and for Christ Jesus, Mrs. Eddy, my practitioner in the Plainfield Church. Thank you. Jeremy. My gratitude this week is for a very successful remote broadcast of this past Saturday's excellent Bible study, and for how having practitioner support and learning to live this science here makes it so we're all able to do the work that God has for us every day. Before coming here, I was at the end of years of dwindling hopes that I had anything good to offer the world, until I finally believed the aggressive suggestions that this world and my kids would be better off without me. 
But then I was brought here, and all that Plainfield has to offer of pure Christian science has been showing me that everyone has a divine destiny given to them by God. Everyone has good to do each day and every day. What a blessing it is to find this out and to be given the tools to actually prove this to myself and see others proving it for themselves as well. What a good God we have. I'm so grateful for Christian Science, for this church, for practitioner support, and for the wonderful life that is in store for all of us as we focus on God. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Many years ago, I was given a beautiful poem. It was a dog-eared, crumpled old pamphlet. The paper was soft with much readings and use over the years. It contained the most wonderful poem about the Christ love. I read each word with reverence because I so respected the man of God who gave it me. Many years later, I was delighted to find this very same poem preserved here on the Plainfield website. The poem is entitled, Teach Me to Love, written by Louise Knight Wheatley. I'd like to read a small portion of this wonderful poem, if I may. Quote, There was a time when in my daily prayer I asked for all the things I deemed most fair and necessary to my life, success, riches of course and ease and happiness, a host of friends, a home without alloy, a primrose path of luxury and joy, social distinction and enough of fame to leave behind a well-remembered name. Ambition ruled my life. I longed to do great things that all my little world might view and whisper, wonderful. Ah, patient God, how blind we are until thy shepherd's rod of tender chastening gently leads us on to better things. Today I have but one petition. Lord, teach me to love. Indeed, it is my greatest and my only need. Teach me to love. Not those who first love me, but all the world with that rare purity of broad outreaching thought which bears no trace of earthly taint, but holds in its embrace humanity and only seems to see the good in all reflected, Lord, from Thee. End quote. I am so grateful for all that we are taught here, for I have witnessed God's love an omnipotent power, and it is thrilling to behold. My life makes sense to me now, because I finally can do so much good 
for my fellow man, thanks to the legitimate Christian science that is taught here. Thank you to my beautiful practitioner at this church for her genuine love of all God's children, which is showing me how to walk the narrow way and stay with my Father always in the kingdom of his love. As Mrs. Eddy's beautiful hymn expresses it, quote, From tired joy and grief afar and nearer thee, Father, where thine own children are, I love to be. End quote. I love to be with God's own children here at Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I would like to give gratitude for a quick healing of a burn on my finger. Because of continued health and guidance from my practitioner and all the teaching found at the church, praying for myself as well as others has increased my understanding of God and his great goodness. In Science and Health, on page 249, it states, quote, Let us feel the divine energy of spirit, bringing us into newness of life and recognizing no mortal nor material power as able to destroy, end quote. I burned my finger while trying to remove potatoes from a hot oven. I quickly turned away to the window and prayed. The cooking was done with love, as I have learned here at church, and I am a spiritual being, untouched by error of any kind. At first my finger was red, but in a short time the pain and the redness went away. How happy I was! And dinner was served. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Craig. I wanted to give gratitude for this church where you can, I've been able to learn so much more about God. I've, I've never had the peace that I've gained here before coming. And I found that I'm trying to learn to be to be more charitable. And it's uh, Paul, the, the disciple had said, Apostle Paul had said, uh, we, know, we know ourselves in part, but then we will know ourselves as God knows us. And that's part of why I have peace, because I've been, Mary Baker Eddy, my practitioners, been telling me how much better a person I am than I believed, <laughs> which was, I maybe uh, I thought about it, and I, I did, of course, not first. Uh, I had to take a step back, but in, I understand that I am much better than I believe, and each of us are. We are as good as God is, and as wonderful in each way as He is, but we have to prove it. Well, that's helping me become more charitable. 
because it, uh, once I can gain my peace, I can see the good <clears throat> in others so much clearer and, 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 uh, and love them more than I thought that I could before. Mary Baker Eddy says in a case, inside the house, she says, <clears throat> when, uh, no, uh, yeah, know thyself, you know, and to, uh, just paraphrasing, put off the thoughts that would say otherwise. So, uh, uh, I found that I, once I gained my peace by knowing myself, you know, not an angry person, but the man that God made who waits for God's uh, completion and uh, <clears throat> management of all things. I can be at peace and I can be charitable. I can do the next thing that before I wouldn't have done. <clears throat> I can be the kinder than I, or, and not as uh, stiff and unchanging as uh, I might have been. Well, because we are better than we can see ourselves immediately, but through Mary Bicaretti, we know that each and every one can only do good. They want to do good, and they can't do anything else. And so it helps free them to be that person and to have a peace that uh, I've also gained. I thank God for that. Sometimes it takes time, but it's, it will work. Thank you very much for this church. Thank you. Sharon. I found a statement by Martha Wilcox that's been really helping me. She says, what appears so distressing in this present day is not crucifixion, but resurrection. And I really thought about this, and it's, we're not being caused pain and being um, nailed to a cross or anything. This is an experience to uplift us to the belief in matter and of the illusion that we're seeing to have the peace of God and to see his creation correctly. And it has really helped me not to get dist uh, distressed about all these things and believing them. It just broke the whole mesmerism. I'm so grateful for what this church offers for us. All these writings by the early workers, all the teaching, the classes, the round tables, Bible studies, practitioner help, and I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for reading about love, uh, with something that we all need most. Tonight, I wanted to just share how grateful I am for Christian science because it taught me how to think of God correctly and to what extent that has helped me. For so long, I couldn't shake off the physical God that I was raised up with. It was a good God, but it, was, it made him so far away from me. But to think of God as these non-finite concepts, God is infinite mind, he's infinite spirit, soul, 
principle, life, truth, love. We are told to see God everywhere and in everything that we do. And this, this way of thinking about what God is makes, it, makes me very close, makes me feel close to him. And it also makes me feel that he's present at all times. It's wonderful to know that God has all the power that there is. God is all the presence that there is. And I'm just so grateful to learn this new way of thinking about what God is because he has brought him closer or me closer to him. And living this way, thinking this way, really has changed a whole lot for me. The loneliness that I used to feel from time to time, when I think, but God is here. And when I see people and I'm thinking, they all can reflect God, the kindness, tenderness, humility, selflessness, all these things, and that God is principle, so we can all reflect orderliness and his government. Thinking of these synonyms, honestly, has done a lot for me. I just wanted to share that tonight. I am so grateful for all that I've learned from this church, from Christian science. Thank God for Mary Baker Eddy. Of course, Christ Jesus and everyone else who has sacrificed to show us or to attest to the wonderful presence and power of God. So grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Read a few things tonight. Um, the first from Australia. Thank you to all the Chrysler members of Plainfield Independent. The Lord is my light, and Plainfield is this very same light to me. I have been working with the watches and Unity watches since I became a member of Plainfield last year. I have found them to be absolutely profound and so fitted to what seems to be random occurrences in my daily life. This is fascinating to me because it shows the holy power behind the watches, that they are chosen only by divine inspiration, for there is no other way that a watch written halfway around the world could be so perfectly fitted for what we would experience here in Australia other than by divine mind. I've read also on the forum that other members from different locations have experienced the same perfect fit in the watches to what they are experiencing where they live also. Wonderfully, this week I finally worked out how to call into the Unity Watch. I was so blessed to be able to call into two Unity Watches this week and it was truly a sublime experience to hear all the loved voices saying good evening and welcome, and then all the praying together as the watch was read out for us all to work with. Truly, this is God's beautiful work, these watches going out to all the world to help and bless all mankind and bring them under the loving wing of our Father, Mother, God. Thank you to the writers of the watches. They are absolutely profoundly healing and uplifting. Thank you to everyone on the call for your love, which was felt all the way here in Australia. 
and thank you for your patience as I work out the right buttons to press on the conference call. <laughs> and then Texas, heartfelt thanks for Plainfield's monthly Bible study. Today's examination of the spirit of Jezebel was a deep insight into how to handle and expel error. While always staying on the love side, we must be fully awake so as to uncover false beliefs that they are self-destroyed. I very much appreciated the observation that the trials depicted in the book of Revelation are not just anticipated at some future point in time, but are here and now. So grateful for these precious pearls of wisdom from Plainfield. And then Canada, thank you for your post. I too am very grateful for the insightful discussion into the Jezebel spirit. These Bible studies on Revelation are very helpful in gaining a clear understanding of the truths revealed in this important book of Revelation. <clears throat> and I am so grateful for these priceless sessions at Plainfield. And then and this is an excerpt from Australia. Um, joylessly, joyously, I had to contemplate the book of Revelation, topic Jezebel, more so after today's podcast. <clears throat> Thank you for your spiritual insights. I add to them from my notes. And then she lists some of the thoughts she got. And then an excerpt from Virginia. Many thanks for the April 9th Bible study and for the question to discuss the blessing, Revelation 19.9. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Matthew Henry's Bible commentary says, the marriage feast is declared to be such as would make all those happy who were called to it. So called as to accept the invitation, a feast made up of the promises of the gospel, the true sayings of God. Thanks for these questions, the research, and better understanding they bring, and to learn and put into practice more in this ongoing study. And then Mississippi. Thank you to Thomas and all the other participants in the Bible study this past Saturday, The Spirit of Jezebel. It was such a helpful and informative discussion. It is beautiful how a sacred book, the Bible, written thousands of years ago, is still applicable to our current life issues. It is a perfect example of our eternal life with God. I love how everyone explains things in such a simple way, and it is so useful for our everyday lives. I especially love the quote, Thank God every day for the privilege of life and for being His image and likeness. And an excerpt from Florida. Thank you for the inspiring March 20th roundtable. Man is not material, he is spiritual. Since reading Rennie Conley's testimony in A Century of Christian Science Healing, page 191, I try to catch my thoughts when leaning on the side of matter and remember Mrs. Eddy's quote, the nature of the individual, more stubborn than the circumstances, will always be found arguing for itself its habits, tastes, and indulgences. That's in miscellaneous writings. More stubborn than the circumstances. So true, it brings a smile and breaks the mesmerism. Thank you for the wonderful resources you share. 
I look forward to learning more about the true spiritual history of America, George Washington and others that Linda has shared. George Washington Carver is another great contributor that you might want to add to the collection. And then an excerpt from England. The Watching Point, number 361 this week, or it wasn't this week, but number 361, is incredibly powerful and helpful. They are all always so useful and often feel very re relevant. But this Watching Point, 361, has really helped me to move forward in my prayers for healing. Thank you so much to Mr. Carpenter for this amazing work and wisdom, and thank you hugely to all at Plainfield for making this wondrous work so freely available. I have more which I will continue next week, but just so grateful for this beautiful me meeting tonight, those beautiful readings about love, that beautiful poem, Teach Me to Love, that was part of it was read tonight. It's really what the world needs, isn't it? Just to love more. Love is the liberator. So grateful to have such loving friends and all of you. So grateful to be with you tonight and have a good evening. Thank you. Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number two. A glorious day is dawning and o'er the waking earth, the heralds of the morning are springing into birth. In dark and hidden places, there shines the blessed light. The beam of truth displaces the darkness of the night. Hymn 2.